the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. I'm Richard Mendelo, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelo. Hello, everyone. I am grateful to be here. Excellent. Friends, uh, to begin today, I want to talk about two things very quickly, and they're difficult to put together. Firstly, in regard to the shooting in Allen, Texas at the Allen Premium Outlets, our hearts go out to the families of those who are injured and killed and the first responders who are there for us whenever we need them. More and more, friends, I think we live on a battlefield and uh, truly heartbreaking to see the people who are in such anguish that they act out in such sad and tragic ways. The word heartbreaking came to my mind and my heart. It is truly heartbreaking both for the people who are injured and killed, but also thinking about the person who is in such a state that they have to go hurt others. It just breaks your heart, the whole situation. It does. And what it does for me is makes me think about how important our faith is to this world. Yeah. And so it causes me to be uh, very serious. And sometimes I don't sound as funny as I really am. Cause, You're very funny. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's a, a, a big topic. And so genuinely our hearts are there and uh, those people are in our prayers. And then the next thing I want to say, which isn't quite connected, is Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, Happy Mother's Day. Very uh, important day. Well, I think every day should be Happy Mother's Day and Happy Father's Day, because we should always honor our parents. Oh, good call. Yeah. Uh, Fifth Commandment. Mike honor does your a great father job. and your mother. Honoring his mom. Yes, he does. Uh, he also does a great job feeding raccoons cat food. <laughs> now, those two things aren't connected, yeah. but he also does a great job producing the show. And Mike's been with us for uh, going on. Four years. Yeah, for four years, beyond yeah. four years. And so we just are so grateful. Yeah. And friends, so we are uh, thankful for mothers this weekend. Yeah. God bless you. And to get started, we are in week four of our boot camp series which leverages some work that Christy and I did during COVID. And the genesis of this work was actually uh, that we taught more in a secular setting how to create alignment in your life 
and then to bring that alignment to your business. And we taught it uh, twice to two different business organizations. Yeah, it actually, the thinking came around um, how do you come back from COVID? Yes. And as I tried to put those things together, um, boot camp came out of it, which is really how do you put things to, back together as you get aligned with God? And then and we started talking about it, and the next thing, boot camp was born. Right. Okay, so uh, as we've talked about uh, identifying our values and our strengths and our passions and writing a mission statement, which helps us to bring all of that to bear, uh, given our unique purpose on the spiritual battlefield, uh, we've been following the Bud Light debacle. Um, And uh, I like this joke, and I kind of Maybe it's one of the first jokes that I've actually made up myself, but I said, <laughs> okay, not, I can't wait to hear it. Not to beat a dead Clydesdale. Oh, <laughs> but I'm bump. But I'm bump. But so we're talking about the Bud Light thing because the whole time we've been saying that there's an organization that either doesn't know its values or it lost sight of its values. Yeah, very lost. And it got two wheels off the pavement, and the next thing you know, it's in the woods. And uh, you could continue that joke with the horses throughout the entire. Show. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. So Bud Light decided that it was going to hitch the Clydesdales to the transgender wagon. Yeah. And in a campaign with a transgender spokesperson, they seriously went off the rails, forgetting about their values and their brand and their purpose. Because you make beer, you make beer for Americans. America is a nation under God, and you're not in the uh, pop culture thought telling us how to feel game. So you do what you do, and things will go well for you. But that didn't happen, and kind of like sometimes happens to us when we forget our brand and values and purpose, and then things get really bad. So... um, In case you didn't think it could get any worse, Hmm. the CEO of that uh, company has said some uh, foolish things this past week, which show how lost he really is. Yeah. He basically said, in response to the $5 billion loss, which uh, is getting worse, he said the company is, quote, well-equipped to handle the pressure thanks to its global portfolio. Mm. And I really think that this is insightful because it tells us how corporate America thinks of us. Yeah, He didn't say, uh, this is very upsetting. We've offended our uh, uh, drinkers, our clients, our customers, our values, the United States. He didn't say uh, what helps us to whether this storm will be leadership. Right. Uh, we're going to get back to our core. Uh, we're going to do what we know how to do. There was no contrition at all. Yeah, I was going to say there was no humility in it. He, he kind of came back and goes, yeah, yeah no whatever. big deal. Whatever. We'll, yeah. we'll be fine. It doesn't really matter about you because what matters? Right. Bottom line. Yeah, dollar. we can weather this storm. Yeah. Um, and so the reason why I emphasize that is there's no contrition or humility He doesn't take responsibility as a leader. And then the next thing, which is completely predictable, he starts blaming third 
party marketing firms. People have been fired. Firms have been let go. It was their fault. Yeah. Leadership starts, to, starts at the top. Yeah. As opposed to the buck stops here. Right. And so I think sometimes that can happen to us. Oh, in, absolutely. In our personal lives where we lose sight of who and what we are. We lose sight of God and what he thinks of us and our values and our purpose and bad stuff happens. And sometimes we forget to be humble and contrite and to come in repentance to the foot of the cross. And we forget to be honest and we start blaming all kind of things. Yeah, really. And then we forget that the only behavior you control is your own. And so that's what you got to wake up and do. I think that's completely true. We do get lost. We do get our wheels off the pavement. Pavement. Uh, at the same time, there are some people that don't even know they have wheels, right? And they don't even know the direction they know they're going values. in. They need leadership. So yeah, we're talking about values and beliefs. And if you don't have a leader that helps guide you there, um, and I guess my heart is a little bit soft in this area because my background is marketing and I can think about the times that as a marketing director or a vice president of marketing, it was on me to make the decision uh, to launch a campaign. And luckily, my compass was there. Um, but I can't remember necessarily the companies I worked for, for them coming to us and saying, okay, just you, you've you got carte blanche, do your, do your ad campaigns, but always make sure you're speaking to these four core values. Values. Right. Okay. So I read a story uh, which was commenting on this because I find it so informative, especially with the boot camp series, to follow through. Because a couple of weeks ago, remember, I said they need to uh, remember what it is they do. They need to remember their values and their purpose. And uh, commenting on this, a viral nation marketing strategist by the name of Emma Ferrara said some interesting things. And uh, she said that when you're developing an outreach like this, which uh, is a very serious undertaking, uh, and here's the big part. She said, it starts with understanding your brand, your values, and your purpose. Amen. Yeah. And here's how it all ties together, friends. Our point with boot camp is that in our personal lives, we need to understand our brand, our values, and our purpose. Yeah. And... Uh, revisit that every day in prayer yes. at the foot of the cross where we come to God and we say, Lord, we are yours. And how do you want us to go through this day? And we practice looking through the lens of faith. So wrapping it all together, our brand is courageous Christianity. Yes, it is. Not okay. ours here just in this ministry, but ours together, including the listeners. We talked about the shooting. This world needs leadership. It needs light. It needs love. And that is our brand. And our values are aligned with that. And they begin with Jesus. And our purpose is to serve him. And that's where alignment begins. And so uh, if we don't get it right, we end up like Bud Light with the horses in the woods and the cart is all in the ditch. And that's all I can think about for the whole thing. <laughs> Stay so, tuned. I'm sure there'll be more. <laughs> there'll be more. Uh, at Courageous Christianity, as we go through this exercise ourselves, we like to think of our brand as real faith for the real world. Yeah. Equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And this is serious business. We're warriors in a life and death fight at the intersection of our faith 
and the secular world. And how we go about each day and the intention and discipline we bring to it is a big deal because it will affect the next generation and future generations, and we can make things better. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to revisit uh, some of the past episodes, and we are going to develop that more. And before we get started, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and for the amazing opportunity we have to serve you. And we thank you for all of our listeners, each with such potential for important service in your kingdom. Lord, we ask that you guide our conversation, that you would speak through us, that all may hear and better understand the plans you have for us. We know that wherever we have been and whatever we have done, in your Son, we are redeemed and made new. Help us, Lord, to live as new creations in abundant, intentional, and authentic life in the alignment and power of your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Christy and I were having an important conversation on the way in today. It has to do with how you see your faith and the difficult questions that you ask to better understand that. And when we come back in the second segment, we're going to begin there and dig a little further into Boot Camp, Part 4. Stay yeah. with us. I was a young man I put on my right hands Hello everyone, this is Christy Mendelow. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's Wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, and we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission and this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281 800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to courageouschristianity.today. So text to donate to 281 281- Eight zero zero four nine four zero, or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and Christy and I are talking today in Boot Camp Part 4, the series we've been doing over the last few weeks to help create alignment in our lives. And I read an interesting story this week about the mayor of New York, Mr. Eric Adams, a Democrat. And he apparently upset atheists by talking about his faith. So this is the mayor of New York City. And he said, I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. When I walk, I walk with God. When I talk, I talk with God. When I put policies in place, I put them in place with a godlike approach to them. And what uh, struck me about this is there's a man who knows his brand, his values, and his purpose. He doesn't mind who he offends. 
He's courageous. He just walks forward, and you try and do everything as if unto the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And I thought that as indicative of that is of uh, being aligned, it really is indicative of a man who knows who he is and whose he is, as you like to say. Yeah. And so uh, on the way to the station, as I mentioned, Christy and I were having an interesting conversation. And uh, tell us more about how how this came to pass. Um, Well, what we're talking about uh, is um, a faith-based coaching certification program that I'm going through. I'm honored to be a part of the pilot, so it hasn't launched uh, yet. But we had our uh, initial meeting last night, and we were talking about really kind of setting the stage of um, the rest of the modules. And as faith-based divorce coaches, it's around divorce, is coming to, um, we always come to coaching with your personal foundation intact, right? So if you're thinking about faith uh, and you're coaching with people around their faith and the challenges around divorce, uh, we ourselves as coaches have to be whole, right? We have to be aligned. Our wheels have to be on the pavement. And so setting the stage, the um, person, Peggy Cooper, who is launching this program, really asked some very eye-opening questions uh, to us to, to really get into what our story of faith is. And I think often uh, when we come to work like we're talking about in boot camp, you, you can hear us saying, you need to have your values aligned. You need to have your personal foundation set. Right. But then you're kind of like, okay, how do I do this? And there really is a process and there is a way to do it. There are steps to follow and that's what we're walking everybody through. But I think we also have to stop for a moment, um, maybe let the pretenses go, the the. the the, All the sort of, layers. The and... layers, yeah. The the um, sort of, uh, um, vulner- we, we have to be vulnerable. If we want to change, we want to be aligned with Christ, which is meaning not aligned with the world, then we have to come to what we're talking about and to this change with an open mind. And so that may mean we let go of some of these false beliefs that we've had. And we've it's a little talked, scary, though. It is a little scary. And so questions like we're talking about, so really going back in and asking yourself, you know, where did your faith story begin? Like, who influenced you? So if you think back to as young as you can, where did your faith story begin? And that doesn't necessarily align with values, but it all comes together to align. And I think it's important though, first is to let what's holding you back go and come to this openly. Yeah. What I hear in there, uh, friends, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about mental models and we said that mental models, the way you look at the world, we've even referred to it as the lens of faith. Mental models are shaped by, a lot of uh, forces that are unseen or even unprocessed. And so what I'm hearing is if you ask some of these questions, it helps you to identify um, the lens you're looking through and then maybe make some questions. So, for example, something that I've always said is, thanks to God, I had an amazing father. 
and he worked very hard, and he was loving, and he was as engaged as he could be as hard as he worked. And that shaped a lot about my perspective of God. Yeah. So I see God as a loving father. Right. And um, yes, he's the creator of the universe, and he's awesome. And not like, you know, Valley Girl awesome, right. but... <laughs> But he's awesome. No, he really, you stand in awe right. of him. But he's a loving father because right. who else would have tolerated all of our buffoonery for the last couple hundred million years, et cetera? So if you have lenses on that of a father who wasn't that way, then maybe you're looking at God differently. It, it could hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've had guests on the show who've said that they didn't have a father figure in their lives. And so... Well, I was talking about that as I went through these questions. I'm like, okay, so my first memories are, for some reason, I'm kind of terrified of those churches with those long driveways up to the church, and I have no idea why. Um, and and I also, my parents didn't necessarily go to church, and when they did, there was a little bit of conflict because my dad would fall asleep. And so I wasn't really brought up that. I was brought up in a, I would say, a Christian home um, but it was more kind of my mom trying to feed in my my dad didn't and my dad was an amazing father but for me I've had a varied path getting to being um, faith being the most important thing in my life and so it really does shape where yeah. we're at. Do you remember we had a guest who said that when he grew up he had a drug problem he was drugged to church. <laughs> yes. And think about this: <laughs> if the driveway is really long up to the church mm. and you're getting drugged to church, that could be very painful. That could be, yeah. Um, here's why we're talking about all this, because we have said in this series that our vision of where we want to go, our vision for our life, and the difference between that and where we are is a gap. Yeah. And getting alignment is about closing that gap. So if you think of yourself as a courageous Christian— and your vision is shining light into a dark world and uh, bringing a voice to the gospel and going, therefore, and making disciples of all nations uh, in whatever capacity that is for you as a missionary or as a teacher or, for me, as an airline pilot all over the world. I take opportunity to just lead with my heart and mm. talk to people about faith. I love it because uh, every time you come back, there's one to three stories you've had with people about faith. And well, God is amazing. Yeah. And so where you envision yourself, what you envision yourself doing as a worthwhile life and the life you're living right this second, if those two things are different, then there's a gap. And what we want to do is create change in our lives so as to close that gap. So you're living an authentic life, and it's a powerful life. And so— When I want to say, speaking to powerful, it's, it's authentic, powerful, but you know, let's even dig into that powerful. It's calmer. There's less anxiety. And this world is riddled with anxiety. And, and we don't know what caused the Alan Shooter to do what he or she did, but, you know— this world is in trouble and we've got to lead and we got, but going back to that personal foundation, we've got to get right first That's so that we can be the point. courageous Christian out there. Kind of like you said about coaches, a coach can't be of any good to anyone yeah. as a coach until they themselves are firmly planted four wheels on the pavement, knowing 
what they are. And then you said something this morning. You said you don't bring a lot of needs. You ha- you well you got to bring essentially a a, um, a non judgmental vessel. A curiosity. Uh, to yeah, um, I, I think when I was renewing one of my uh, certifications a couple years ago, I had a call with a um, high level coach and. I thought it was really interesting. He talked about when he first had a consultation with a client and they're like, well, can you help me? He said, well, I don't know, but let's find out. And we don't know. We're, we don't have a prescription. The person has the answers. And that's what I want listeners to hear is they have the answers. We're showing them a process, a step-by-step process that can help them put this all together and walk in alignment with Christ. What I like so much about that, friends, if you're hearing uh, one thing here, It's that we have to get real. To get real, we consider our brand, our vision. We ask about our values. What are Jesus' values? What are God's values? Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. We often like to point out that if you are in a uh, centered place, then the fruits of the Spirit will be yours. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And these things will come out of you when we get clear. And so the process that we've talked about over the last four weeks is exploring your values. And you can do a great exercise at values exercise PDF. If you Google that, a couple good ones will come up. And then you consider your strengths, the things that you're good at. And we said StrengthsFinder 2.0 is a good book to help you there. Awesome. And then we said that there's a passion test, which you can also find online. And that's about understanding who you are. And then you ask some of these questions about your faith. How do you see God? Do you see him as an Old Testament ogre? Or do you see him as uh, a lamb? Or do you see him as a loving father? And where are you coming from in all of that? So... I think it's so important because there's a scripture that I go to all the time, Joshua 24, verse 15, when he says, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served across the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So if you listen carefully to that scripture, there's actually three sets of beliefs there. There are three mental models at play there. There are the gods your ancestors served across the river. So that's like, are you just doing what your father did or what your mother did? Uh, Getting drugged to church maybe, dad falling asleep, kind of sort of coming at it from a, a lackadaisical place, an apathetic place? Or are you a product of the world where you kind of just do what's being done all around you and you haven't thought about it? Maybe your heart hurts when you see these things, but you aren't in a, in a place of intentionality and discipline. You don't feel connected. Or finally, the third perspective, are you a warrior? And are you intent on serving the Lord? And are you bringing your house to the service of the Lord? And we're going to talk about how the Marine Corps is very clear on its values and its brand when we come back and everything will be very exciting and interesting. Yeah, it'll be clear. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. 
Hi friends, I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She is the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. I'm Richard Mendelo, and Christy and I are having a conversation about brands and values and getting clear and it's all part of our boot camp series we're in part four if you'd like to revisit the first three parts you can find them on any podcast app at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today just make sure you search for courageous christianity with richard mindela yeah that does affect things sometimes they come up weirdly but Before we get into a conversation about how the Marine Corps is very clear on its brand, I want you to explain, I don't know if you know this, but Christy used to be in marketing, and so she understands branding very well. And I've mentioned brands and your brand and branding, and so would you please explain what that means exactly? Well, the main thing I wanted to just uh, make a distinction here is when we hear about brands, often that comes to our mind is, you know, the brands that are out there in the grocery store, on the commercials and things like that. That has, there's a lot to a brand, but um, there's, even when when it's really powerful, it's how you feel about it, what you think about it. It's all the elements that kind of create its um, it's being who who that brand is. And I often say, too, as a person, um, I would say you are your brand. And in a way, it's how do people think about you? How do people feel about you, right? And so what what are you giving out? What are you conveying that um, 
that other people can then know you by, right? Yeah. And so when we say your brand, listeners, is we're talking about who are you and what are the characteristics that What do you that stand for? What do you stand for? Yeah, yeah, great words. What do you stand for? And and so there, it's you wouldn't really think of yourself, well, I have a brand. But in fact, what do you stand for? What would somebody say about you uh, if they were asked? Yeah, and what's your vision for your brand? So yeah. For you, for your life. Yeah. Okay, so when you think of the United States Marine Corps... You may think of some branding elements. I would think um, powerful, uh, strong, courageous warriors. Honor, courage, commitment are what pop into my head. Yeah. Well, uh, you but then should again, because was, you're a Marine. Right. So uh, as you may know, I was a colonel in the Marines, and I served uh, yeah. a little over 37 years. Yeah. And the Marine Corps has a very unique concept of warfare, Mm-hmm. And it is its brand and its values and its training and recruiting are all focused on that. Right. And the reason why I want to talk with you about that is because when we get clear, then our tactics and our rules of engagement yeah. can enjoy the same clarity. And that's when we get really powerful. So uh, the Marine Corps is all about something called the Marine Air Ground Task Force. In the Marines, we call it a MAGTAF. And a MAGTAF is a ground element, so that's like infantry guys. It's a logistics element that is supply and fuel and oil and beans, bullets and Band-Aids. It's an air element, an air combat element, uh, helicopters, and there are all kinds of supporting arms like artillery and then you have a command element. So the Marine Air Ground Task Force is specifically created to conduct maneuver warfare. And maneuver warfare is different than uh, a lot of other forms of warfare. It's about moving fast, exploiting every opportunity on the battlefield to out-tempo the enemy, to make way more decisions in a given battle space through a given amount of time than the enemy can cope with. So we just out-tempo them because most forces you fight are based on centralized control where there's one general somewhere making decisions. The Marine Corps is based on decentralized control. So the Marine Corps pushes decision-making down to the lowest level. There's a guy in a firefight somewhere. He sees this opportunity or he sees that opportunity. He thinks about the commander's intent, what the commander is trying to do with the mission, and then he or she can make uh, split-second decisions to just exploit the enemy. So instead of one general making a decision every hour on the battlefield, you've maybe got uh, 500 decision-makers making decisions every second. And so we honestly just out-tempo the enemy. We bring violence and ferocity and commitment. And the Marine Corps recruits to it. We recruit certain people who can think for themselves. Shapes everything. It shapes everything. And it determines our training and it determines our values, which are honor, courage, and commitment, because if you're going to have people acting independently, they need to be trustworthy. And we know that our brand and this is important, we are an amphibious force. We come from the sea, and 
We locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver. So because the Marine Corps is so clear on our brand, our values, and our purpose as an amphibious force, we then develop tactics and rules of engagement which are appropriate. And here's how I tie all of this together. It can be the same for us in our personal lives. Well, one thing I'm hearing is our MAGTAF as Christians is the Bible. Uh, That's That's an interesting thought. Um, This is how I would put it together. First, let me just clarify a term. I don't know if you've heard of it. Rules of engagement. So the technical definition for rules of engagement are orders issued by competent military authority that delineate when, where, how, and against whom military force may be used. And it gets a little more complex than that, but it's kind of like non-negotiables. That's how I think of rules of engagement. Uh, For us in Christ, there are some non-negotiables. So you can't lie. You can't be hateful. You can't be hurtful. You speak the truth in love with compassion. You know that just a short uh, time ago, you yourself were a person in darkness. And through no fault of your own, by the grace of God, you were lifted up. And now that's how you look at the people around you. Yeah. Right? And so it's in that knowledge, in the knowledge of yourself as a courageous Christian uh, with the values of Christ, and then some of your own values that God put in you to cause you to be uh, in a different place on the battlefield. Well, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, absolutely. Uh, something that comes to me is Ephesians chapter 4, uh, and it says this, verses 7 through 13, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So we're all made for a different purpose on the battlefield. And we have different values that bring us to that purpose. And different spiritual gifts. And when we are true to who and what we are with Christ as the general and rules of engagement according to him and what he has taught us, then we have tremendous power to shine light. And so uh, a non-negotiable is something you will not tolerate. Uh, you cannot not do. Um, and uh, it's the same in combat and it's the same in, on the battlefield of this world. Is this, uh, does, is this making sense to you? It makes sense. That what it brings me back to is values. And one of the things that I've often said as I discovered this about values, when I would ask people, do you know your values? And I would kind of get deer in the headlights, kind of, huh? And And then it made me, then ask this question, if you don't know your values, whose values are you living by? And and so that's kind of what I'm hearing. If you don't know this, you don't know commander's intent, you don't know rules of engagement, you're living by everybody else's 
values. You're, you're, right. you're lost. Your wheels are off the pavement. Yeah. And that's where they want you because they don't want you being decisive on the battlefield. They don't want you understanding the commander's intent and the mission. These people want you in a very reactive place and uh, a strained, dark, uh, troubled place. Well, the devil wants that. The devil absolutely does. And so uh, in terms of brand, we began the segment talking about understanding your brand. My vision of courageous Christianity as a brand, I see a man on one knee submitted to his Lord and Savior like a knight who reports to the king and he's on his knee and he's got his big sword out and he's submitted and he's receiving his orders for the day. And by God's grace, this man brings everything he has to that moment where he's kneeling before Christ and receiving his orders. And in gratitude and humility and courage, he goes out on the spiritual battlefield to do his Lord's bidding. And this is my vision of us bringing Jesus into every area of our lives without apology or fear. And we resist evil and we lift up those who are fallen and we're not judgmental. We're compassionate. And this is my vision of courageous Christianity. With humility. Absolutely with humility, because there are non-negotiables. You were just fallen. uh, You were just lost. You were just in struggle. By the grace of God, you've been called to Christ. How now can you turn around and look down on everyone around you? And be in the blame game. Right. And so that's where our tactics come from. And this is what's so important, just like the Marine Corps is clear that it's an amphibious force that uh, conducts maneuver warfare using the Marine Air Ground Task Force. We are courageous Christians, and we take our orders from Christ, and we go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And our values begin in Him with peace, joy, love, hope, and faith. And stay with us, friends. We're going to wrap it up in the final segment. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to myfaithvotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Yeah.
Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're in our boot camp series, part four. We started at the divine level, and then we talked about uh, the political level and the strategic level and the operational level. And for the last two weeks, we've been at the tactical level because we live at the tactical level. Uh, Boots on the ground, inches and yards, uh, minutes and seconds, one engagement at a time as we strive to shine the light of Christ. And uh, the Chinese saying says, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And to make any journey, you need to know where you are. And so the theme throughout the uh, boot camp is understanding who you are and whose you are. And Christy taught me that expression, and I love it because you need to see God as he is, and you need to look in the mirror and see yourself as he does. I think the bottom line here is if you don't like where things are in your world right now, there is hope. You can make some changes. And if you want to close the gap, you've got to do something different. Um, uh, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Maybe you are, uh, but it, it brings you to a place to know wh- where you are, where you want to go, and what are the steps I now need to take to close that gap, if we, as we've been talking about. But I think I just want to reiterate that when we do take the steps that we're talking about, and that's what we're kind of we're trying to outline here for people, uh, getting real with themselves from the very beginning, and then getting their mission the um, zoned in with knowing their values and their beliefs, passions and their spiritual gifts. That puts you on back on the path to go back to that same metaphor analogy that the horses and the Clydesdales. So if you have a a wheel off the pavement, you can get back on, but it requires uh, stopping, getting real, finding out where you are. And that, I just want to reiterate that the the alignment, when you get on that aligned path, things will be easier. It's a it's an amazing feeling. And so I just want to say this. It's important. You've got to do the work. And that's I think that's ultimately what I'm trying to say, is you've got to do the work. And if we can help people... Uh, reach out to us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com, and we'll we'll talk to you about it. Absolutely. Um, the thing that strikes me is it's a vulnerable place yeah, yeah. to look at where we are openly, to peel back the layers, the things that we've been told, the things that we've done, and to see ourselves as a new creation in Christ with all of this opportunity, it can be a little scary. It can be a lot scary. And sometimes I think we might keep doing what we know isn't beneficial or right yeah. because for some reason it feels less scary yeah. than embracing the change to get uh, to get clear. I think a lot of times we can be attached to the need to be right. Oh, yeah, we can. And friends, one of the amazing things about Jesus Christ is you're forgiven. He knows who you are. He sees through all those layers. He knew you when you were in that bar. He knew you when you were uh, screaming at your uh, uh, wife or he knew you in these low moments that maybe you 
feel ashamed about or I just I just want all of us to feel empowered to come to him and to be more concerned with getting right than being right. And I get that that can be so challenging, but the sooner you do that, the sooner you'll be in alignment. And so you, you sometimes need some help to do that. And so one of the things I come back to is the lenses. So even just, you know, give yourself the permission to try a different put, you know, take off the lenses you have on. Let me just try this on and see if I see things more clearly, you know, kind of like they do in the doctor's office. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> totally interesting about coaching to me, uh, a lot of things, but one of the things is if you go to a counselor, a lot of conversation is going to be about the past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did what to whom and how we all feel about it. Yep. And that has a very important place because sometimes we may have a thorn in us that needs to be pulled out before we can move forward. Yeah. The amazing thing about coaching is coaching is focused forward. Coaching is going to help you to identify where you are, where you want to go, and maybe some of the impediments to getting there. And so I really admire Christy in that pursuit. And I hope as you think about the brand of Courageous Christianity, just a person submitted to Christ. Matter of fact, I'm uh, flawed and I can't pretend I'm perfect because I'm so far from perfect but I do know that I want to serve God and I want to do good things. And I have rules of engagement, which I get from Christ. And I try to uh, only speak if it's true and if it's necessary and if it's kind. And I think we can uh, make that uh, who and what we are and then dig into that as we take the next step on this amazing journey. And just remember, it's not about perfection. I always say it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And I use the word preparedness. And so you've got to, I think that in, um, includes doing the work. But, you know, it's, it's, a, pro, it's a journey, just yeah. like the road that the horses are on. You Absolutely. just want to be on the road. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to be a Clydesdale anymore. Um, friends, that's the truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at a scripture, which informs our conversation. And we do this to remind ourselves that it's not the world according to Rich Mendelow or Christie. It is the world according to Jesus Christ. And God's word is our first refuge. It's always relevant and it will never fail us. And first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says this, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Mm. Friends, on this show, the moment of truth has a second meaning. And it is a scripture, which we like to talk about, but the moment of truth also means a pivotal moment, a seminal moment where we make a choice which affects everything that comes after it. And so in what we've discussed in boot camp, in asking ourselves the questions about whose we are and who we are, in thinking about our brand as a courageous Christian and our values and our purpose, we are making a choice to see things differently and to do things differently. Because in our lives, 
There will be moments of truth when we make choices which affect everything that comes after them. And we rarely accidentally find alignment. We have to work for it. Christy mm-hmm. said you got to do the work. So for the most part, it takes work. We got to make a choice before the work can begin. So as Christian warriors on a spiritual battlefield, we can't just be tossed by the waves of culture. We have to grow up and put on our big boy pants. As, or girl. Uh, or girl, as somebody once said to me. And when others react, we must be steadfast. And we must know and speak the truth. When others are confused, we must be certain. When others waver, we must be resolved. That is our calling and our brand because we're courageous Christians. And it takes work and it takes preparation. And it takes practice to look at everything through the lens of faith, to throw off those mental models and to think about whose you are and who you are. Aristotle said, we are what we do repeatedly. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And so, looking at the world through the lens of faith as a courageous Christian and trying to see things as Christ would have you see them is something you have to practice. And we can create alignment in our lives as we seek God first and then try to see things as he would have us see them. But we have to make a choice. We have to think about values And we have to make sure that our values are nested with God's values. And then we think about our strengths and our passions, and we have a mission statement. And then we develop tactics that are appropriate to that mission statement, and then rules of engagement. And then we walk it out on a daily basis. As we said last week, when you create goals and objectives and tasks, it just becomes a daily uh, opportunity in this growth Friends, we can make a difference. This is a hard world, and people are getting hurt. And the difference that we make begins in our hearts and in our homes when we create alignment through Christ, and we bring that alignment to bear with intentionality and discipline. And as I said last week, that's courageous Christianity. Amen. So, Christy, anything that we should uh, add well, I think it's hopeful to think that we can change. Be glad that you can. And so if you start now, think of where you'll be in six months. And when you do those things repetitively, uh, it becomes second nature. Um, and it, it's been proven we can reframe our minds. And keeping focused on who you are in Christ and then whose you are. So not just who you are, but in Christ and whose you are. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word, in Houston at kkht.com if you want to live stream or on your favorite podcast app or even courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. Three-star 
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.